Hey podcast people, how's it going? Azrin the Language Nerd here. This is going to be a slightly different uh, podcast episode here. It is actually the audio version of my most recent YouTube video. For those of you who don't know, I have a segment on my YouTube channel which is called Azrin's Journal. Very, very similar to the podcast in many ways, but it is a more of a more video format. I'll also typically share different things on YouTube than the podcast. Obviously, there are some crossovers and certain things are similar, but there's slightly different content and different pieces of advice on on both platforms. And so today I'm a little bit short on time, as as I often am when I'm recording content. Um, so I thought I would get two things done at once and I thought I'd record the podcast and my um, and the episode of Azrin's Journal all at the same time. And so what you're about to hear is that episode there. So uh, here we go. Let's dive right in. So uh, here we go, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Azarin's Journal. This is episode number, uh, episode number, what is it, sixty-two, I believe, number sixty-two. So hope you guys are doing, uh, hope you guys are doing very, very well. For those of you who are new to the segment, uh, new to the segment on a YouTube channel, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, this is the segment on a YouTube channel where I where I share my personal language learning journey and, of course, give you guys some language learning advice. It's been roughly a week since I've made an episode, so I'm really, really excited to, to be here and to be making this uh, making this video for you guys. Fun story, I actually kind of made a version of this uh, on my other YouTube channel, which most of you don't even know exists. It's a YouTube channel I have not made content on for quite some time. And uh, <laughs> I was signed into that one by accident and actually made a video on it. And I was shocked. I was like, wow, no one's watching this. What the heck? I don't understand. Man, must be really unlucky. And then I realized after that it was my old YouTube channel. And I was like, oh, interesting. Also, for the first time ever making an appearance is this blanket here. This is my Harry Potter blanket. Can you see that? You guys kind of can. My Harry Potter blanket. Um, had this for a long, long time. For those of you who don't know, I have, well, when I was younger, I used to love, 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 love Harry Potter. In fact, if you look over my shoulder, you'll even see some Harry Potter stuff. Bonus points for you guys if you can make out what some of that stuff is. Uh, we have a lot of Harry Potter stuff in the house because, you know, both my mom and I were very, very into Harry Potter um, when the books and everything were coming out. I still am very interested in Harry Potter and everything, but I'm, I, I must say that I am now, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I am, I suppose, a little rusty. I haven't been super into it for a long time, but any time something happens that gets me really, really into Harry Potter, or rather that I see something Harry Potter related, it brings all of that right back. And all of a sudden I get very excited, so much so I actually question sometimes if I should change my line of work and like do something in the field of Harry Potter and figure some kind of job out in that field. I've legitimately thought about that <laughs> multiple times, multiple times. I really, really like it. Now, I want to dive into our topic for today, which is creating a language roadmap. Now, what is a language roadmap? Well, a language roadmap, quite simply, is having a plan of what you what steps you need to take, where you need to go, what you have to actually do in order to achieve whatever your final language goal is. And I want to share some of the thoughts that I have right now on creating such a language learning roadmap. So the first thing you have to do, right, when you're looking at making this roadmap is you want to look at 
you need to think about what are you trying to achieve with your target language? Where are you trying to go, right? Are you trying to get a super fluent level that's like near native? Are you trying to just be conversational? Are you trying to, oops, my headphone fell out, sorry about that. There we go, headphones back in my ear. Um, like, what are you trying to do, right? You need to figure that out. Like, what, what are you working towards? Now, uh, it doesn't have to be super specific per se. It doesn't have to be. It could just be a general idea. It could be like, oh, I'd like to be conversational. It doesn't need to be super specific. Just has to, in your mind, you need to have some target of what you're trying to work towards in, at the end, you know, in the long term, right? You need to try and figure that out. Some of you, the long term will not actually be that long. For some people, you're just trying to, you know, maybe you're viewing the language that you're trying to learn as a short term sprint. Maybe you're just trying to learn some basics before you go on a trip to some country in three months. Like, who knows? It's going to be different for everyone. But think about what the end goal is. Once you figured out that end goal and you figured out what you're working towards, by the way, hello, MRC, MRS in the live chat. Good to see you from Brazil. Once you figured out what that end goal is and what you're trying to achieve, right, at the end of the day, um, you know, I, you need to start mapping out and actually making a list of what do you, what concepts are you going to need to know in order to achieve that long-term goal. So let's break this down. Let me give you an example. Maybe you decided that you want to know enough Spanish to go to Colombia for a two week or three week holiday. Maybe that's all you wanna know. You don't wanna be super fluent. You don't let that, you know, all you wanna do is have that, that kind of level. That's your goal, okay? So you need to think of it. You need, you need to actually, in your mind, walk through, okay, what kinds of things am I going to need to know when I'm in Colombia? And try your best to process through that. Maybe it's foods. Foods will probably be important. You'll have to be able to read menus. You'll have to be able to navigate the airport. You have to be able to talk to taxi drivers. And you can start to walk your way through the types of things you're going to need to know. You might even start to look at some grammar points. What kind of grammar points will you need to know? What kind of vocabulary points? You essentially want to make a list of different things that you need to know. You may need, your, you may need, some, up, you may need some outside help to make this kind of roadmap. You may need some help to figure out what should go on your list and what shouldn't go on your list, what you need to know, because heck, especially when you're a beginner, you just don't know what you just don't know. You don't know the types of things that you need to know. You don't know the grammar points there are to know. In fact, I had a pretty crazy language learning realization just the other day. In fact, I'm still semi questioning it, but I think it's true. I'm, I'm like 99% sure now that it's true that Gujarati has cases. My, you know, my language, my mother tongue, my family's language, I've been actively studying it for a while. Turns out, man, my hair is kind of bothering me. <laughs> I wanted to try wearing my hat backwards today. And it's like, I don't know how I feel about a backwards hat. Anyway, my hair is also getting kind of long, which I'm not super happy about. Anyway, you know, I recently discovered that Gujarati has cases and I was like, what? And I had no idea. So sometimes you don't know what you just don't know. And you might need to get, you might need to actually hire a private teacher or someone to spend an hour or two with you just to kind of make that list of things that you'll need to know. And then you'll have a list. And depending on how ambitious your goals are with that target language, you know, 
that list will be longer or shorter. <laughs> you might have a very long list, which actually looks kind of daunting and actually looks kind of intimidating. Like, oh my God, there's 52 things on my list. There's 70 things, there's 100 whatever number of things. There's irregular verbs, there's this, there's present tense and that, and this vocabulary and that vocabulary and this and that and phrasal verbs and blah, blah, blah. There might be a lot that you actually have to cover, right? But it gives you a starting point and it shows you and it starts and it gives you a list of things that you need to work on, right? And then you can start to systematically pick different things on the list, research them, YouTube them, go on Google. Maybe you hire a teacher, maybe you don't, doesn't matter. Uh, find a program and you start to go down the list and you start to figure out the different things on the list and you start to work your way through the list. And when you feel comfortable with something on the list, you cross it off the list. This is a very practical thing for some of you that I think will be very, very useful. Not for everybody. Certain people might hear this and go, eh, not for me. Totally fine. But this is for the self-taught language learners who want to have that roadmap for themselves. Um, this can be a very, very useful tool that, you know, in those moments where you're questioning, what should I do next? You just look at your list and you figure out, well, do I know certain things? Sometimes you might have even learned something and you look back and you're like, I've learned how, you know, I don't know, vocabulary about things in a house, but I don't really know it that well. Huh, maybe I should do something to fix that. Okay, it might give you an indication of what your next step should be. So I think this will be very, very helpful for a lot of you watching this video. Changing gears a little bit, um, I will say this, people often ask me personally, Hazran, how do you figure out, you know, what next steps to take? Is this the strategy you use? Do you create a language roadmap in this fashion? Personally, no, not at all. I've never actually done that. I'm, this is a one circumstance where I'm giving advice that, you know, I've never really taken per se. Um, I'll share what I personally do and what, what seems to work for me. Um, maybe not for everyone, but for me, it works really well. So in every, every, every language, for the most part, that I've tried to learn, except for perhaps Gujarati, Gujarati is one exception, I suppose, but every language, aside from Gujarati, that I've tried to learn, there is some kind of standardized test that is quite international or well-known, and these tests, these level tests, have certain content that is already predetermined that you need to know in order to pass that test. So in Spanish, you have DELE, the DELE, D-E-L-E, and there's six levels. French also has the DELF, which has six levels. Mandarin has the HSK, which has six levels. It also has the HSKK, which has three levels. You know, there's lots of different tests for every, for every different language, or many languages anyway. And what I will often do is I will take classes, um, or I'll find content online, and I will basically go through the material in a kind of systematic way based on that language learning assessment. And that's how I determine what I need to do next. So great example in Mandarin uh, was approximately a year ago, give or take, I was kind of feeling lost. I was like, what do I need to do for Mandarin here? Like, do I need more vocabulary? Like, I don't 100% I don't know. And so I remember looking up I started to look through, I Googled it. I was like HSK, I think I looked at level three, level four, maybe level five. I forget what I first searched, but I searched HSK concepts, HSK three concepts, level three. And there's a lot of websites that talked about all the concepts you need to know. I had to dig around a little bit, read through some different websites, but I essentially had a list of things that I needed to know. 
and I was like, man, I know this stuff pretty well. There's stuff in HSK3 I don't know. There's, I wasn't like an expert in it, but I was like, I know it 80, 90%. Like, I don't need to spend a crazy amount of time on this. Let's go to level four. Level four, I found some more things. I was like, ooh, there's some gaps here that, you know, I know a lot of it, but I don't know everything. Okay, I need to go learn those things. I looked at level five and I was like, ooh, level five, I know even less. So I realized, okay, there's a couple level three concepts I don't know. There's a good amount of level four I don't know. And there's a lot of level five that I don't know, which therefore indicated to me that I need to go practice some certain concepts that are at level four and level five level primarily. And next thing you know, when I went to my classes with my teacher in Mandarin, I remember I was in Taiwan at the time. I remember specifically now. I remember going to my classes and asking questions based on certain topics I was seeing in kind of those level four, level five kinds of um, concepts that I still didn't really know or hadn't seen or wasn't comfortable with. Does that make sense? And so that's what I personally do. That's how I personally kind of devise my language learning roadmap, me personally. And so there's a couple different strategies that I think those two strategies will help a lot of you to kind of map out and figure out what you need to do and how to devise that for yourself. And, um, and yeah, I think it'll be very, very useful for at least some of you that are, that are watching this. The last thing I'll say, and then we'll, maybe I'll wrap this, wrap this video up. Um, I cannot stress the importance for people to get some external help when you are uh, looking at learning another language. I cannot stress that enough to get some external help. It may not be in the form of a teacher. Maybe it is. Maybe you find a teacher and that teacher helps you. Sure, that's great. If you want to, that's fantastic. I think there's a tremendous value in that, in my personal experience anyway, and the experience of many language learners I've seen. I think that can be very, very valuable. But the direction I'm going in is slightly different, actually. Um, I think there's a tremendous amount of value in getting someone to actually almost be like a language coach, like quote unquote, a language coach. I think that actually is something really, really useful to look into. Someone that you talk to on a regular basis, monthly, bi-weekly, weekly, that helps you determine what your focus point should be in the language and who helps you devise a plan to actually go attack that and helps you and works with you to keep you accountable and make sure you put your attention on the things that are most important. The reality is many language learners are a little distracted. And even if you're not distracted, you have other priorities. And if you don't have an external person keeping you on track, it's easy to prioritize other things. It's easy to do so. It's easy to prioritize your work. It's easy to prioritize other things. And if you have someone there kind of keeping you accountable and helping you stay focused on it, you know, it just puts extra pressure on you, right? And so that's definitely something that I would recommend. Um, you know, this is something that I'm, I personally can do for some people. Uh, you don't really have to purchase that service from me per se if you don't want to. It is something I do. Um, but ultimately, you know, whether you find a coach or you purchase programs like that or you do things of that nature, whether or not you do doesn't really matter to me anyway. I'm just trying to share a point that you, you want to have that external accountability, right? You want to have something, you know, that, that, that kind of, puts a pressure on you to stay on track. And there's a variety of ways to do that. It doesn't have to be through an external coach. It could even literally just be that you share, like you literally talk with a friend and you have like a workout, a workout buddy, a language buddy, and you try and keep each other on track. Like I've seen people do that with workout buddies. You can have language buddies, right? It could be in the form of, who knows, right? It could even be like 
you have a friend or someone and you talk to that friend, you're like, hey, I need some help staying on track for the next couple of months, for the next year, next whatever. Like, can can you work with me here? Like, there's different options to look at, but having some external accountability, I think, can be really useful. Um, a service I'd recommend that's free, actually, uh, something I do, is if you go to my website, azrinthelanguagenerd.com. So azrin, A-Z-R-E-N, thelanguagenerd.com. There's a section called free resources. Um, I, I'm, I'm super happy to work with people for free and then kind of help you devise kind of what your plan should be, give you some feedback um, and just kind of work with you. Uh, if it's being done, it is for free. Uh, so you can go and book that. It'll, my calendar pops up and everything. Um, the only thing I would say is that, um, you know, if you want regular help from me, please don't abuse the, the free help that I give. Like don't abuse those and don't book them every single week or every two days or anything like that um just kind of book them as needed i suppose or as you kind of want help super super happy to do so um because i obviously want to keep spaces open on my calendar to actually teach my students that are paying and everything so i'm super happy to help and if you want to check that out you'll see it in the free resources section you'll see it right there on my website uh, so you can book that directly with me there i'm really really happy to help you guys out so Anyway, thanks for watching this. Hope this was helpful. Um, little surprise for everybody on the YouTube anyway. I'll show you my phone. Uh, on my phone, this was also recording as a podcast. And so podcast people were also listening to this. I kind of doubled, doubled it, did a dual, a dual focus uh, YouTube video here. So thank you for watching podcast people. Thank you for listening. And we will talk uh, very, very soon. Bye for now.